Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Blitz Morning Show. My name is Toby Brendel, and I thank you for tuning in to this special episode. Yes, I know I have did my five top favorite TV shows, but I'm putting a little bit of spin on it. Right now, currently, I am sitting in a studio with a mixer, a computer, and an editing software. So it's going to allow me to edit, add, everything like that. So I'm going to give you a very, very special episode just for you. And heck, if it goes over well, what I might actually do is start doing the rest of the top five, remaster them, and give you what you want. All right. So like I said before, this is my five top favorite TV shows. And make sure you stay around till the end of the year when all my five top whatever gets all added up together and in the month of December we are going to be doing a special and I mean special award ceremony for four episodes in December so stay tuned for that all right first up we have my first show on my list and it is the cartoon 16. Life begins after school. That's when we bend all the rules. Time to hang with all my friends. We like to be together in a place where we belong. I'm 16, starting to find my way. Got a new job, gonna start at the mall today. Thank God I'm on my own for the first time. I'm 16, life is sweet when you're growing up so fast. I know, I know. It went a little long, but it's a very good opening theme. So the main plot of this cartoon is you have, what is it, three girls, three guys at a mall, just living their life, you know, being teenagers, getting jobs for after school weekends, having normal everyday life and problems daddy issues, lack of money, etc., etc. So you have your three females, Jen, Caitlin, Nikki, three males, Wyatt, Jude, and Jonesy. And it's, you know, your basic characters. Jude's a lazy skater guy. Wyatt is a musician who loves coffee. Jonesy is the cocky guy who gets a job every single episode. Caitlin is a rich, preppy person. Jen is a jock who works at a (laughs) sporting goods store. And Nikki is a kind of a gothic person who likes to crack jokes at everybody else. And at their expenses. Well... It's really, really interesting, especially when it comes to Jonesy, because for some um, odd 
odd reason, he always has a new job by the end of... Well, he gets a new job at the start, and by the end of the show, he gets fired. This show went on for a couple seasons, but the very last season, I think they tried to see if they could work with it, but Nikki's parents actually moved away to one of the territories here in Canada. So she wanted to stay. If she was going to go live with Jen, then she realized she's going to go with her mom and dad. This is her dad's dream job, so she's going to stick with them. Well, you know, it is what it is. I don't cry usually for cartoons or anything like that, but this particular cartoon really got me right in the heart. I think it was just the whole fact that you have a group of friends who you've watched over, say, four or five seasons, and something as simple as a parent getting a new job and forcing... Well, I guess it wouldn't be forcing, but trying to force a teenager to move. Then all of a sudden she goes and realizes that her family is more important and she's going to go with it. The episodes did go on for a few, then it ended. It's a very, very touching story in the end. I I recommend it. You probably could find episodes on YouTube. I know that I did buy a few episodes off of iTunes, which is no longer there. It's probably Apple TV or something like that. And I have a huge amount of DVDs. Hey, I'm not complaining. It's a good show. All right. Next up, The Joe Schmo Show. Yes, I am dead serious. That's what it's called. And once you actually listen to the plot, it may actually strike a little bit of curiosity. On this week, Joe Schmo. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, you're dead to us. Dude, nothing is worth this. No amount of money. This is no good. We can't do this. And no one watching will understand. We can't do this to this guy. I should have thought about all of this before I came. Joe don't know. We don't know if the game's going to continue. It's a reality show that's not real. The Joe Schmo Show. All right, so the Joe Schmo Show was a TV show. And more like a TV reality show that was 100% scripted. And you're thinking to yourself, what do you mean by scripted? Well, you see, the executive producers, the producers, everybody who was in charge of the show made a TV show where everything was fake except for the main character. It was really, really interesting. And at the exact same time, it was kind of mind-blowing and ahead of its time just because everything was calculated to a T and if it wasn't working properly what they would actually do is they would change it so it would fit the plot the scenario everything like that on Joe Schmoll 1 they had it where the unknown he was supposed to win a challenge 
get the top suite where there were so many cameras in so they could watch his moves, try to figure out the next plan, and just, you know, keep an eye on him. But instead, he actually gave it up to somebody else, which totally put a wrench in the the show. If you watch it, you'll actually know that there was somebody famous today that was in this particular episode. It's Kristen Wake. I didn't find out till I was doing a little bit of research on the characters and things like that for the show. Like, this came out in 2002 or 2003, and man, was I hooked. Every time that it was on, I was there. I watched it. It was a good show. I give credit to. The second season, I didn't care for it too much, just because if you're from Canada, you would remember Street Sense and John O'Vision. The host, Jonathan, I don't even remember his last name, he was actually a part of the second season, and I could not get past it. Let's fast forward from the second one to the third one, which will actually work back into the second one in my telling of the different seasons. So I didn't really watch the second season because I couldn't get past Jonathan as a character because I just always seen him as a Canadian street sense, drama vision. So I turned it off and I didn't watch it. Well, when season three came out, that was probably in 2013. And I got the girl, or when I first found out that there's going to be a third season, I freaked. So the girlfriend and I watched it, like, down to the T. And with that one, it was a guy who thought it was a reality show of trying to be bounty hunters. And the person who one would become an actual bounty hunter well with this one it was really really interesting because there was more thought and things going into it than anything ever especially when you have a famous guy from falcon's crest show up unexpectedly then some of the characters like, there was a deaf lady with a guy who was sign languaging, and I guess he did know sign language, but he was just doing whatever. It almost kind of went south when one of the guys escaped, and uh, the person who didn't think it was real, or who thought it was real, he started asking questions. But they got him sidetracked, realized it was still real. He had to still do it. Then by the end of the episode, that's when they released it saying, dude, this is all fake. This is all fantasy. You're on uh, the Joe Schmo show. Here's your money. Off you go. I know I really didn't explain it too well. Just like the first time. But, you know, it's still good. So after the third season, the girlfriend wanted to watch the second. So we found it, and we started watching it. And with the second season, the only difference between this one 
in the other two seasons is this one actually had two people who thought it was real, a male and a female. The plot of this season was kind of like a bachelor and bachelorette. The, the only... It went off really well, except the female figured it out, saying that was fake. So they basically said, do you want to stay or do you want to go? She left, a new one came in, and they went straight to the end. But <laughs> the second one, I regret not watching it when I did because it was really, really good. Even with that twist of the female realizing that it was not real. Ah. I'm kicking myself in my ass for kind of sidetracking and not watching it just because of one character. So if you have a chance, go one, two, and three. Simple plots. One person thinks it's real or everybody else doesn't. 100%. I recommend it. There's no just, no, there's no doubt about it. All right. Next up. You'll recognize the theme song, and you'll probably sing to it. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. But we're at those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely. That is correct, you guys. It is Family Guy. Family Guy is one of those TV shows where you either love it or you hate it. Um, you find it annoying. You find it genius. But in reality, Seth MacFarlane has to be one of the most genius people when it comes to this particular ep or not this uh, particular episode, but this cartoon. He, how to word it, he put so many jokes and references within the cartoon that if you weren't paying attention or if you were born at a different time, it would go so far over top of your head that you totally 100% miss it. The one part that I'm trying to get at because there was one advertisement, or not one advertisement, there was one part of the episode where Peter, excuse me, Peter Griffin mentioned about, well, at least I'm not going to steal or kidnap my nephew and start going on a shooting rampage. When I heard that, it finally clicked what he was talking about. He was talking about back in the day, an uncle kidnapped his nephew and went on a shooting rampage. I think in Washington, D.C. And he, the reason why he wasn't caught right away is he had a car. He had a little spot where he put the barrel of the gun out and he actually sniped people from hundreds of meters away. And when he did eventually get caught, people were calling it actually genius. But people were afraid to step out of their vehicles just in case they were getting going to get pinned gas stations, bus stops, parking lots, you name it. This guy was aiming for you no matter which way. Like, it was a very scary situation. But anyway, back to the TV show. And 
so McFarlane has these little things hidden within the episode. And the more you look at it, the more you pay attention, the more you realize that it is actually a really good show with a lot of good hidden uh, messages, uh, jokes, and just a huge FU at certain things. With the Stewie Untold movie, the one that was actually sucked and kind of went, you know, south, there was a spot that was an homage for an incident that McFarlane almost had, but he drank too much and he was late for the plane by 10 minutes and missed it. And that was 9-11. He was drinking. He was hungover. He overslept. He got to the airport and found out that his flight left 10 minutes before he arrived. So he had to wait. Then one of the planes that he was supposed to be on actually crashed in the World Trade Center. So when you listen to Stewie when he was trying to blow up the lifeguard chair, he actually made an homage to that uh, little incident in McFarland's life. And, you know, it kind of is pretty scary if you think about it. Just for the simple fact, McFarland could have been, you know, not here in Family Guy and American Dad would never have continued. Kind of thank God that he never. Ugh. Another reason why I like this sh TV show, besides the plot, the, s the stories, the characters, is the conspiracy theories built within the TV show. There's two that I found really, really interesting, and the first one has to deal with the first couple seasons. In the first couple seasons, you see Stewie with all these gadgets and with uh, crazy ideas, killing Lois. The conspiracy theory that I found absolutely interesting with it was what if Stewie was his age but in reality we're actually seeing everything from his eyes so if he had a phaser or a blow dart what he thought was an actual phaser or blow dart was that but if you go from into lois's eyes peter chris or meg it'd be nothing more than a toy because, you know, kids have huge imaginations and they can take any little toy switched around to be a most powerful gun or a deadly weapon. So when I read that, I thought to myself, you know, that is a possibility that when Stewie has a phaser gun and he tries shooting a Lois, we are probably using Stewie's imagination to get to that point of the story. Conspiracy theory number two, which is also interesting. From season one to the latest seasons, you notice that Brian Griffin has kind of changed his thinking, his brain capacity from the first to the last. And even Mc... I don't know if McFarlane addressed this or not, 
But for the first season, Brian, he was a smart dog. He knew lots. He did drink once in a while, but nothing that bad. But he was, his IQ was above average, which there's no doubt about it. If you watch it, he is a smart dog. Then as you kind of fast forward a few seasons to the latest season, he tries to be smarter than he actually is. And the conspiracy theory with that is with all the amount of drugs that he's did, because he's did coke, he's did pot, he's drank so much, they're actually saying that the drugs and the alcohol has dumbed him down so much that he tries to compensate his stupidity by using big words, trying to uh, make everybody else around him feel dumb. So he insults them, he tries talking above their head, but in reality, he is starting to get dumber and dumber every single season. If you don't believe me, go back, watch the first two seasons, then go forward <laughs> and go check out those seasons with the newest ones. You'll notice a difference in his attitude, his brains, everything like that. It is quite interesting. There's even more conspiracies about this TV show. My recommendation is going on YouTube and checking out conspiracy theories for Family Guy. All right. Next one. Let's make it a little bit more upbeat, baby. Yes, that's right. The next show that we're going to be talking about is another other than Jersey Shore. Yeah, a tall, skinny, white-ass dude talking about a bunch of, you know, Jersey Shore guys, guidos, tan, muscular, clean-cut, can score. <laughs> that is so 100% opposite of what I can do. But I don't know. There's just something about this show. I heard about it. People are dissing it. And, you know, there's me that's like, I'm going to give the show a chance. And I don't remember exactly what episode it was, but I was absolutely hooked. So I got, I think, three episodes in total. I haven't watched any of the spinoffs or family vacation just now because I have kids and me trying to get the television is almost next to impossible. But with Jersey Shore, you have Ronnie, Polly D, Vinny, uh, the situation, Wow, Snooky, and at the very start it was Angela, then she more or less got her ass kicked and handed to herself. Then somebody else came in. I can picture her face and everything like that, but I can't put a name to it. So, but yeah, it was just one of those TV shows 
that was I don't know how to say it. It was it was so dumb. It was good and entertaining, especially when uh, the guys grabbed a hold some girls, took them back to their place to go, you know, hot tubbing, and all of a sudden one of the girls' implants came out, and they were making fun of it, saying it looked like a chicken breast with a little boob. Snooky from when she started to where she is now, there's a huge difference. And it's just even interesting to see how everybody kind of grew up in the paths that they took and further their career. What more can you really say, you guys? Like, it was quite interesting. And I'm pretty sure the girlfriend absolutely hated it, but she sat through it because I liked it. And to me, that is absolutely kick ass. <laughs> All right, the final show is another Canadian show, and there's a lot to this particular show that you need to find out. So come and talk to me on my computer screen. The best years of our lives aren't as easy as they seem. To get the go and make the great, it's all a show, it's all a game, and I would lose it if I played. But anyway, you go So the final show is called Undergrads. It is a Canadian show and it is a very good storyline and also has a very strong underground cult. No, not cult, but you know, um, people who really love watching the show. It was... Produced, released in the early 2000s. And what I liked about this show is everybody on the particular show, I had a friend that I can basically say, that is so-and-so, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so, that's so me. Because you have Nitz, that's me, a shy guy who likes a girl, knows for a fact he'll never get to her. You have Cal, who's the guy who can literally score with anybody who's very popular. Rocco, who's the dumb, muscular guy. And Gimpy, who's the nerd who basically knows anything and everything about computers and Star Wars and things like that. And yes, I do have friends that are a Gimpy, a Rocco, and a Cal. Anyway, The one thing that I do have to say is the underground following of this TV show is after the season was done, people were expecting season two, which was not going to happen. I just found out not long ago that, uh, what was it, 2018, the creators of undergrads actually got the rights back finally from MTV because MTV was airing it down in the States. 
So what they are trying to do is one of two things. One is they're going to do season two or they're going to try doing a movie. And by the looks of it, they had a Kickstarter to help kick off the movie or season two. And by the looks of it, they are going to create a movie instead of season two, which I don't know how well that's going to go. But I'm going to be interested and I will actually check it out because Undergrad was a really good TV show. Just for the simple fact you had your four friends from high school going into college and they more or less said they will never see each other again. Fast forward, they basically talked to everybody every single day. Well, you guys, that's basically about it for the blitz morning show my name is toby brendel thank you for tuning in and checking out this episode i highly appreciate it you can email me at the blitz morning show at gmail.com also follow me on twitter at the blitz morning make sure you like and share and tell people about this episode it, it was a lot harder than i expected so some of the other shows that i want to do might take me a little bit longer like for example the worst video games worst movies favorite podcast but in reality by the end it'll be 100 worth it better sound more things added trust me you guys well deserved awesomeness rock on <laughs> anyway i would let you guys go thanks for checking me out here on the blitz morning show and i will see you later <laughs>